Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash US slash get QR code. This is episode number 80 with our guest, Mark Angelo. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there, guys. Thank you for joining us, tuning in right into The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey. Would you like to enter a state of being that empowers and encourages you to spread your unique gifts to the world? Well, that's exactly what our guest today has set out to do. Meet Mark Angelo, the founder of Superhero Academy, a school dedicated to supporting entrepreneurs, freelancers, creatives, and influencers through their hero's journey the place to discover their gifts and bring them out to the world. Mark is also a philanthropreneur. Let me get that right again. A philanthropreneur. I, I understand the root word. Yep. Philanthropreneur. <laughs> Philanthropy. Philanthropreneur. He's also a storyteller and a movement maker, including inspiring movements of sustainability. How important is that? When Mark's not being an inspirational business leader, he's a marketing guru, a consultant, and a sustainability geek. Oh my goodness. Let's meet this man. It's Mark Angelo. What's going on, Mark? How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Likewise, we've already had such great dialogue uh, before we went on the air. I'm excited to uh, banter with you here, learn all we can. Let's start with the obvious. Um, you're the founder and creator of Superhero Academy. First of all, the website is extraordinary. It succeeds in all the ways it should that you would expect from a company that is called Superhero Academy. So clearly you went all in on the superhero theme. Tell me what the personal connection is to that. Why superhero? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great question. I mean, you know, for me, Really, it roots back to the original answer that I had to the question that we've all been asked growing up, which is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the earliest memory that I can think of that I had to that question was, I want to be Batman. It was my answer. And, and it's, it's actually still my answer. It's, it's the truth. It's, you know, I see not only Batman as this kind of amazing figure that stands for, you know, a value of justice and, and, and you know, and fairness and equality and all the different things, those beautiful things that, that, you know, anybody can aspire to and anybody can see, you know, some beauty in. But he's also, I'm actually very interested in who Bruce Wayne is, right? And, and what brings him to be Batman? What does that look like? And being kind of an entrepreneur and, and the leader or CEO of, of Wayne Enterprises and this massive um, organization and, and, you know, and it's such a beautiful story. And so the, the balance between um, those two realities, the duality of, of being an entrepreneur and then the duality of being a kind of a justice warrior of sorts. Oh, I love is that. There, yeah, is where the term philanthropist comes out of, right? Like, I understand what it takes to, to really build value. And I understand that the world's biggest problems are going to be solved through providing value for everyday people, because that's the number one motivator that people are, are looking for on an everyday basis. But I also understand that there's a, an opportunity for us to really lead by example and actually change the, the planet in a big way. I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. And so that, you know, Batman to me is like the original philanthropist, or at least in mythos, right? So that's, right. that's how I get to it. 
absolutely incredible. And certainly no conversation would be complete in this regard, asking Keaton, Affleck, Clooney, <laughs> Kilmer, which Batman is the best? I, I really loved, I, I don't like to go to exactly who's the best Batman, but I think that The Dark Knight and that whole series was probably the best film. I, I really enjoy the storytelling of that kind of, that whole storyline. I, I love, here's the other thing I'll say, my favorite villain is definitely the Joker. Oh, Without man. a doubt, Heath Ledger uh, was the best villain I have ever seen pulled off in a Batman. Uh, and there's been some great ones, right? I mean, I mean yeah. come on, Nicholson yeah. as the Joker, classic. Oh, sure. Oh, no, cla totally I mean, classic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love all of them. I right. watch every Batman movie. I'm also a fan of James Bond and other, yeah, I love superheroes in general. And so, yeah, I tend to watch all the superhero movies. I tend to catch up in, on them on all the plane rides. <laughs> right. So yeah. let me ask you this. I, I, I think you touched upon it, but I want to hear more about it. So I, I see what drew you to the whole why superhero, but what is an entrepreneur supposed to embrace about that? title that label that theme sure yeah 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 i think the biggest the biggest reality is that entrepreneurship and you know i've been an entrepreneur now for for 12 years i'm, I'm a 30 year old but I, I started my career at, at 18 as an entrepreneur and i was going to school full-time and doing the whole thing and the biggest thing that i learned is that at the end of the day entrepreneurship what they don't tell you about entrepreneurship and you cannot learn in school anywhere is that entrepreneurship is a journey it is literally to me a hero's journey through all the trials and tribulations happening over and over and over again with every business idea, every client, every opportunity. I mean, even to this day, it is still a journey. It's still figuring things out. I'm still make mistakes. I still go through the temptations and challenges and all the different things that, you know, somebody like Joseph Campbell would talk about um, in, in his, you know, depiction of the exactly. hero's journey. So it, it, it requires to be an entrepreneur, to be an artist, to be a creative uh, to be an influencer, a freelancer, you need to embrace and love the journey. You have to do it not for the destination, but for the love of that of that yes. process. And, and you're figuring out that process. And if you can fall in love with that, you will be rich beyond um, all your wildest dreams. And I'm not just measuring that in dollars and cents. I, I truly believe that that is the richness that will bring um, bring about people. I mean, you know, this is how you you gain a ton of influence online. This is how we grew superhero academies. It's not by just expressing here's my marketing message it's, it's by expressing actual stories and, and you could see that this is something I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about um and that's why i believe it's worked i believe I it, it. it's champion yeah um i like i said i spent 15 years in the acting and film arena so that's where i learned and understood the the concept and phrase hero's journey Mm -hmm. um, but in this context, I've never really uh, put it to an entrepreneur. Um, please first um, define that for us. W what exactly does that mean to someone who's never heard of it or doesn't know how it applies? How, it apply how a hero's journey applies to being an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, what is yeah, it I mean, and how does it apply? Yeah. I, I mean, so the hero's journey is kind of this, this general kind of storyline that you'll see throughout all mythos that has ever been created, in my opinion. You'll yeah. see it in religion, Correct. you'll see it in, in, in Disney movies, you'll see it yes. in superhero movies. Like at the end of the day, we all know where the Batman movie ends, right? We all know how the movie ends, and yet we love the story nonetheless, yet they still gross massively at the box office. So if we know the ending, then why are we watching the movie? And and then the truth is, is because we love the story. We actually love the process because we can relate to it because life goes through those cycles of, you know, of, of light and darkness of, of, you know, there's a duality to the, to the world where we, where we struggle before kind of getting that, that, that the hurrah moment, that, that opportunity to emerge. And so anybody who's ever done anything uh, bold, anybody who's ever taken some leap of faith in any kind has embarked in some level of leaving their comfort zone to discover something, to learn something, and then bring that back to next, the next people. And if you think about it, an entrepreneur learns about something, they leave their comfort zone, they, they gain a ton of experience and knowledge around a product or service or a particular vein or lane. And then they, and then they take that, they, they go through all the struggles of learning that the hard way, essentially. And then they turn it into a product or service for other people. And that's the return home. That's right? the and hero's so, journey, right? What just That is the hero's journey. journey right. Is that you leave your, your comfort zone, you leave your home, you kind of go off into the wilderness, into the forest, into the depths of all that. You find wisdom, you learn, 
different people come on the path, you know, some people pull you away, distract yeah, you, all yeah, different things. Yeah. And I won't go into the whole the story, but you yeah. return back, right? And the return is about taking this knowledge that you gain throughout this experience, turning it into wisdom, into action, so that you can teach the next person. And so to me, education is, is what we gain from all of it. Why we watch the movie is because we are relearning, we are reabsorbing information that we've learned before, right? How many people have had to rewatch something or be told something multiple times before it really sinks in and really goes through? And that's what um, entrepreneurship is. It, it is a endless journey. It is forever hard. It is never, it, it never seems to get easier. Yes, it gets more luxurious. Yes, you get more, the contracts get bigger. The opportunities sometimes get bigger, not for all of us, um, but it is a journey and, and very few make it through the other side of every idea that they start, you know? Mm. Um, and, you know, that's why you know, I think it's like 80% of businesses are closed within five years that, that, that are started up. So, and those are the ones that were like legally put on paper that actually like registered to do all those things. <laughs> I honestly think the numbers right. probably, yeah, the, I think the numbers probably closer to like 95% of business or ideas right. that kind of start are probably never see the five year mark. So I, I adore the idea that the hero's journey is um, applicable to us as entrepreneurs. Again, oh. um, it's, it's a thing that for uh, millennia, has existed in all sorts of writing and um, creative expression in movies. There is always this hero's journey, like you said, that it starts off by showing the person in their normal day-to-day -day life, and then shortly thereafter, something confronts them that mm -hmm. forces them into a big decision, will they, won't they, should they, shouldn't they, and then mm -hmm. they do leaving their comfortable life. Then they go on this journey of sorts to win something, gain something, fight something, achieve something. And then along that way, they're met with obstacles. And like you said, people trying to, God, if that's not the entrepreneur's journey, absolutely <laughs> incredible. And Good what's Lord. amazing is I think that we as entrepreneurs, when we experience that conflict, we want to either hide it and make sure nobody's aware of it or mm. um, run from it, pretend it doesn't exist, but we should be using it in every way possible. I, I think so. I think we should be, if you can recognize where you are in the pattern at certain moments, you can then make decisions from a macro level versus the micro level of day-to-day -day life. And when you're able to do that and see kind of a bigger picture, um, you know, particularly as a CEO or the, the, the actual entrepreneurs leading an idea or an organization, um, it's incredibly important. To, so it, I, I think it's just a great framework. It's a great framework for teaching as well for, for you know, and this is, that's yeah. something you, you know, I'm passionate about through Superhero Academy and this stuff there, but um, it's just a great way of explaining it uh, over and over and over again. What is your current um, current focus and position? I know that you you have Superhero Academy, but then you also have a couple of different agencies and, and marketing agencies. Tell me about those. Yeah, so Superhero Academy was born out of my entrepreneurial journey or my hero's journey through uh, understanding, learning about marketing and storytelling for the world's largest brands um, and also for the world's smallest brands like nonprofits and different things there. And so over the last nine years, basically, I've run and I've kind of built two agencies, one that focuses on web development and design, um, and I did a ton of work there. And I was kind of more of like the, the client interface. I would, I would find people that needed websites, that needed online presence, and then bring them to a team of talented people and I would help build that team. And then the other half of it is like, as I got really good at storytelling and brand building and all these different pieces, uh, we started gaining a ton of traction online in terms of online following. So I now uh, have a network of 350 million followers that are pages, Facebook pages, YouTube channels, uh, organizations, brands that, I, that are all grassroots, that are, that are all kind of in some way, shape or form connected to me. Some of them I built from scratch, like Severe Academy, which mm. has about a half a million followers at, the point, at this point. Others I, I advised or supported, um, you know, like Collective Evolution or Higher Perspective or Futurism. These are brands that I have been involved with in some way, shape or form in building and raising what I consider to be collective flags, right? So brands and collective flags are kind of, they're, they're, they're mixed, uh, you know, there's a difference between a brand is something that wants to sell you something. Uh, a, a collective flag is, a, is, is kind of more of a, a symbol that wants to represent something. So, you know, the rainbow colored flag is a flag, obviously. The, the anonymous mask is also more of a flag, but 
um, you know, a brand like, uh, I don't know, Nike is obviously more of a brand that, that is representing a particular vibe, a particular mentality. Yes, it represents athletes and a bunch of different things, but it kind of has co-opted those connections into building a brand that, that actually sells you products and services and things. So, wow, man. Yeah. So, so you're clearly um, uh, good at what you do, to put it lightly. So um, taking even your superhero economy brand, um, a mm-hmm. half million followers right now, um, and, yep. you've, and, and, and you didn't just do that once. You, you're able to replicate that in certain ways over and over again. Um, Multiple times. Yeah. yeah, clearly. Break that down for us. What is at the core to make that happen? Whether I want a half a million or five, right? Yeah. What, what, am, what am I missing? What do I need in order to make that happen? What does it really come down to tact, tactically? The most tactical way of putting it is it actually goes right back to what we were just talking about. It's a very good story with very clear archetypes within those stories and building that story endlessly over and over and over again, repeating it consistently as well. So for example, you have done a ton of work to make 80 episodes of a podcast. And the fact that you've kind of used this brand, the story that you're creating and told it over and over and over again by curating the types of people who show up on this, you are building that brand and doing it over and over again. The key component here is by making an amazing storyline and also having very clear understanding of who the villain is in that storyline is important because any, any like, here's the thing, like we think that the story of Batman is about Batman. It's not without the Joker. There is no need for Batman without the (laughs) villain. There is no problem. So without the problem that your entrepreneurial business or anyone's entrepreneurial business is solving, there is no entrepreneur. There is no need for that company or for that solution. So our our minds in everything, our entire existence is, I have this need. I need a solution. I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat at Arby's. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Arby's. Love it. Yeah, I make that joke. But the the reality is that we, we have these continuous needs that pop up. And from those needs, these problems, we therefore find solutions and we, and we work through these solutions. And, uh, you know, some of us want gluten-free solutions and other, one, other, other kinds of solutions. Whatever that looks like, those are all opportunities. And being able to consistently communicate that over and over and over and over again is important. Now, the biggest thing that has enabled me is not only my ability to speak it, as you can see, but my ability to document it, which is making content, making videos, putting them out there regularly, putting them, you know, making that in a content mix that is incredibly important. So I talk about like four different types of content that are super important from a video perspective. Go ahead. Hero content, which is kind of the content you saw on, you know, or you could see on, on our uh, homepage of our website. It explains our story, the backstory, everything you're asking me about right now. There's help content, which is kind of what I'm doing right now by being incredibly helpful, valuable, and asking for nothing. There's hub content, which is the third, which is all about how do I give back to my community? How do I not only value the next person and the next customer coming to their door, but the people who are actually already following and participating and engaging with me and or my content in any way, shape or form. And then the fourth is headlines, which is how do I make a piece of content that's relevant to something that's naturally going on today? So if I chose to make a piece of content about how uh, the Mueller report came out in America, great. That's a great headline content. And if I have a twist on it, I can make that content and it will get more play than just the average video that I would put out on any given Sunday. But the, the content mix is important too. So I, I can geek out on this forever, but clearly I think it gives you an idea yeah. of what, of what it, wow. it's a pattern. Success online and storytelling online is a pattern like anything else. And if you can maintain that pattern over and over and over again, um, then you will find a following, you will gain success and all the things that come with it from there. Genius, by the way. Thank you for um, framing it like that. So to, yeah. um, to um, recap what I heard and um, uh, put a bow on this, my question was, how does somebody um, get on their way to a half million followers or whatever is important to them in that yeah. world? And the answer comes down to um, you have to step into the, into the role of hero and consistently and deliberately and strategically tell that story over and over again so that the right people come on board, take notice, support, stick with you. Yeah. And yeah. then you're mimicking the hero's journey in the entire time. Like, here's, here's, I'll, I'll add another layer to this hero thing that I think is incredibly important. 
you're a hero because you're not, your goal shouldn't be, I want to get to a half a million followers. Your mm -hmm. goal is to realize that every single time that somebody's looking at their phone, they are a single individual scrolling on their phone. Every screen is one person. So I'm not speaking to a half million people. I'm speaking to individuals that tend to amount to a half million of audience potential. Love but it. every time I am speaking, I'm speaking to one person. I'm speaking to Tom, Dick, or Sally over there on the other end of this Facebook Live, for example. They have to understand that I'm communicating specifically to them because I am. I truly am doing that. And then every experience, when you visit our website or every click, every, everything you're going to find on our social media has to bring you on a hero's journey every mm -hmm. single time. So you're, you're, you're taking what happens in the microcosm and then scaling and scaling and scaling it because every journey, every new click is a new journey that this new person, this new potential student has now embarked on. And if you see it that way, and rather than trying to, you know, cram your product down their throat and sell, sell, sell all the time, if you can like lead with value and, and you know, I'll champion Gary Vee with this on the jab, 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 right hook. And it is where reality he'll jab for like six years and then right hook, you know, that with a pair of sneakers. Yeah. Just, or wine, <laughs> right? Or wine or whatever it is. <laughs> Done. It, it, he, he deserves it. He did, oh, he did it. He, he did it perfectly. And he had a, a beautiful engine at the back of him, which is a, you know, an agency. And I, I think that every organization um, today needs a storytelling arm. You know, I, I, I'd rather upgrade the word marketing division. Every company on the planet, in my opinion, needs to consider that they need a storytelling arm and, and storytelling should be nothing more than documenting often documenting the process of whatever you are doing. What is it like to be in your position? And that's why people watch this podcast, right? It's like the hidden entrepreneurs is about looking behind this curtain about looking behind the scenes and not only looking at the brand, but at the people behind it. Cause that's, what's interesting. People follow people at, at the end of the day. And that's, and that's important. Wow, man, we could talk for hours just on this, but I want to go back and see how we arrived at this. <laughs> if you will, take us back to, to very little Bruce Wayne. No, when uh, Mark Angelo was, was just a, uh, a little child growing up. Paint that picture for us, if you will. What was life like growing up for you? Yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, here's, here's what I'll say. I, I grew up in such a privileged, beautiful opportunity. I come from uh, immigrants, the Italian immigrants, my family, uh, you know, my parents were first generation and, and kind of, you know, well, my, my, half of my family was born in Italy and my mom was actually born here. But even until the age of five, I only spoke Italian. So my, my family oh, is really? a very traditional Italian cool. family. Yeah. And, and so I, I feel like I came from, and my family kind of came from poverty. There were, there were workers, let's say, blue, very blue collar, all the way into a reality where, um, you know, born and raised here in Montreal, uh, learned so much about the world, went to, you know, public schools, all the things, kind of saw the different realities that were playing forward. But one of the biggest things that changed my, my personal life uh, was kind of when I got into my teenage years and, and later in life where I started to discover the fallacies of like what was told to us and what was true, right? So I'll give you an example, the fallacy of like drugs are bad. And then I smoked a joint and I was like, oh, maybe they're not that bad, you know, or, or I took a psychedelic and all of a sudden I, I saw the world very differently. And that happened over and over and over again, again, like a hero's journey. And the biggest thing that changed my life is that I started watching documentaries. And as I graduated university, I was, I was selling my business. I, uh, my first business, which was an indoor skate park. I was going to school full time. I was graduating university at the same time. So I completely lost my identity at the same, like all in the same month. Okay. And so at that moment I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I'm, I'm no longer a student. I've been a student my, my whole life since I was three, basically when I went to preschool all the way to this moment. And then I've been an entrepreneur and the only entrepreneurial venture I'd ever been a part of, I, I successfully exited, which was amazing. And, and now, but I didn't know what to say. I didn't have a story. And, and that was the first time and pretty much the only time I've ever been in that position. And so I decided to travel the world and not let schooling get in the way of my education to, to start watching a documentary a week, every single week for 52 weeks straight, which ended up turning into eight and a half years. And here's the thing. I'll talk, talk to you about, you know, storytelling is that in almost every documentary, they spent almost 90 to 95% of the time talking about the problem, but very little time talking about the solution. And that's 
our culture today. That's what news does. That's what, you know, that's what even hero's journey stories to do. They, they spend so much time dealing with the villain and then boom, they, they overcome the villain, the movie's over, right? But in real life, we don't overcome the villain. When I learn about climate change, when I learn about peak oil, when I learn about the vanishing of the bees, when I learn about where money comes from, when I learn about all these different things, I, I was left feeling completely overwhelmed, completely small, feeling absolutely depressed, having no idea what I can do. And so it, it, it struck me one day, literally you know, seven years ago, that I, I walked out into the middle of a GMO corn and soya field that I didn't own, but I knew was for sale. And I did the only thing I, that seemed reasonable at the time, which was I was going to plant a tree and figure it out from there. And at that moment, I declared that I would build a school I wish I could have gone to both physically and digitally. And I had no idea that would, would look like, but I, I wanted to be 100% off the grid. I wanted to be 100% you know, uh, supporting a real school. And I didn't know what that really meant. But I've discovered that what it actually means is that school based on mentorship, bringing people through their hero's journey and supporting them through that hero's journey. Because one of the, the key elements of a hero's journey is a kind of a, a wise mentor that supports the the kind of, you know, the the hero. So in, in let's say in, in Star Wars's case, it's Yoda, right? A very simple, easy mentor to kind of look at. Or in Spaceballs's case, it's yogurt. Yeah, exactly. And it, a little and Mel Brooks reference. Example, yeah. yeah, well, in, ba in Batman's case, it, it's Albert. It's actually the, the 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 butler, right? Which is hilarious. And and then there's other there's other hero or um, kind of wisdom keepers. There, that Such are a fascinating point. Life. Thanks for bringing that in. Yeah. yeah. So it's just important, right? And and there's there are people there to to support that journey, and that is where success is found. So to think about that and to realize that there that every one of these stories is documenting the problem all the time. What would it be? And the, the radical thing would be to document the solutions. And so when I walked out in the middle of that GMO corn and soil field and I planted that tree, it was the smartest thing I ever did, right? I started a movement. I started a movement within me that grew to other people. And the way it grew to other people is I pulled out my phone again and I took a picture and I just documented what I was doing. I had no clue. I never studied permaculture or off-grid buildings. I knew nothing about building a school. I'd never built anything of this nature in my life. I was not, I had not run a marketing agency. I knew nothing about visual storytelling i never i didn't even have a facebook account until i kind of started this like and I yet didn't you didn't that. feel you didn't feel incapable or unworthy of doing it i think a lot of people fall into the trap of oh i want to do this but i don't have the experience so who am i yes and that's the excuse that we tell ourselves and that's why we need more better schools that bring these people through this because at the end of the, re the real reason i feel many of us have grown up with that exact mentality is the direct fact that most of us from the earliest of ages, our transformative years where all our mental constructs are formed, not only from our family, but our teachers, which are the people we spend, you know, I spend more time with teachers than I did with my family probably growing up in many ways. I'm really honest, I've been thinking about it. So all of that was scripted. It was this hero's journey that was like standardized tests and show up at this time and leave at that time. And it was all this thing where none of us had this, this real fortitude of making our own decisions. We just wrote the tests and, and learned the topics that were, that were told to us that we had to learn. And that's great. And, and at the end of the day, it, it produced people like me, it produced people like Elon Musk, like, hey, look, there's, there's tons of amazing people that have gone through the schooling system and they're all part of the, the, you know, the everyday system. But at the end of the day, that is a small percentage of people who, who really come out there feeling confident and wanting to be entrepreneurs, wanting to kind of like be uh, their own hero, essentially. And so to me, that represents freedom culture. You know, freedom culture is what we're all after. We're all after our own freedom and how we can be empowered and encouraged to bring and spread our unique gifts to the world, right? So your superpower is something that surely you want to be paid to do, but also want to do as much as possible. And some people only see that as a hobby. Some people only say, ah, well, I can't really make money doing that thing. And that's just nonsense. It's just, it's total, it's all excuses. It's bullshit. And I understand they weren't taught to do that. And that's what Superior Academy is about. Wow. But, the, but the truth is that if, if you can find your own personal freedom in that, we're all, we're all looking for that. We're all after that. And, you know, if I, if I were to boil down America to one word, the biggest thing that unites all of America when you look at the American flag is the word freedom, right? Or, or, or another word, liberty, which means essentially the same thing. So inherently, that's one key component. The second component is culture right? The American 
dream is about freedom, but it's in a culture. You talk about it as an American dream because there's a community, there's a culture to that. So we all want to participate in community. We don't just want to be empowered and be at the top of the hill on our own. We want to be able to share that sunset at the top of Everest with a friend. We want to be able to share that. That's why Facebook and Instagram and all these things are so viral because we want to share our stories. We want to share ourselves and our experiences. Um, and you know, sometimes the good things and the bad things, I choose to share both, but the, those are, that is important. So if we can find, if we can build a school, a champions, freedom culture, your gifts and being able to take those gifts and actually live them and bring them to value to a community. That is what entrepreneurship is. That is what being a real artist is. That's what being you know, a philanthropist is. Um, and it, it's a journey. It's a journey and it's a difficult one. And, and I'm just willing to say that. I'm not willing to put on a sales page some countdown and some shitty thing that says, you can achieve your seven figure business tomorrow in 60 days or whatever it is. Like, Come on, like it, it, it is a pattern. There's so much to learn. There's so much history that goes into this, right? You know, back to Gary Vee, somebody insulted him once when they asked him a question. They're like, oh, what? so how do you attribute your overnight success? <laughs> and he's like, are you kidding? Like, really? Are you kidding me? Like, you know how many years had to go into this for me to have that one video pop? Like, that's the truth. Yeah. So don't focus on your the 500,000 followers, focus on the one individual that you're inspiring. And if you create value through your art, through the thing that makes you the most satisfied, whether that be being a comedian or telling jokes or making art of any kind, do it. And, and if you can communicate that and document that and do it consistently, I honestly believe you can turn anything you want into a job, seriously. And, and I've seen it, I've seen it happen. I've, I've watched people do it a thousand times and I've, I've led people down that path a thousand times over. Um, and then eventually I filmed it and turned it into an online school. And now, you know, that's mushrooming. And now we're filming courses for other teachers and other people's geniuses. And that's what's uh, my highest excitement personally. Wow. So much there. Um, yeah. One of the things I've always learned in the, um, in the acting world, which is exactly what we were talking about with Gary V, is they say um, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. So anytime sure. the public sees someone, oh my God, look at him. He's an overnight success. Yeah, but he spent 10 years uh, struggling through auditions and getting bit parts and failing and succeeding and to make it happen. There was one Absolutely. point I want you to um, uh, stretch a little bit on. Uh, the, you said that when you were taking the picture, um, you, you didn't have all the steps. You didn't know what was next beyond it. So, oh, no. so pivotal, right? Totally. You don't, you don't yeah, need I mean, all the I answers. No idea. No, that's okay. It's a, this is a, one of the free classes in Severe Academy is about picking the path, right? And now it's it's a total fallacy, essentially, to try and think that you are going to know at the beginning of any journey ever. I love right? it. I, I don't even want to get in my car. Do I know I'm going to really get to the destination? Do I know where the potholes are on the road? Do I know what traffic is going to be there? Sure, I can. I can do. All, I can learn all the compasses. I can pull up it up on Google Maps. I can do all the things that support that. But I still don't know exactly what the journey is going to be like at any one moment. So how could you possibly reasonably think that in any way, shape, or form, in any school, in anything you're going to do in life, in any entrepreneurial venture, you're going to know what's going to happen? What you need to know is that no two journeys, right, sailing from Canada to Australia is going to be the same. But if you know how to use the tools, the compass, to change the sails, to actually steer the boat, whatever it is, if you know how to use the tools and you are supported by people who have done it before, then you will learn through the only thing that has ever mattered ever, which is experience. And experience by picking a path is the point. If you pick a path, you might learn in 90 days or six months or six years that this isn't the path for you, or maybe it's exactly this path, but one degree off, or, or I never thought that I would do this, but I'm doing that. I had no idea I was going to run a marketing agency. I had no idea I was going to run an organic 66 acre community and farm. I had no idea I was going to run an online school. I had no idea I was going to have a bunch of followers on Facebook. I had no idea that Facebook would even exist, right? So let's be real. We, we do not know what the future holds. We can predict some to some degree with what our experience tells us. But at the end of the day, I wake up every day and it's a new opportunity. We only have right here and right now, right? I, I literally wear a now watch for that purpose. It's you have what you know right now, take the step and realize that as you take the step, the secret is that, that somehow the universe starts to meet you there because you are starting to pay attention 
to who are the people who walked this before you? Who are those different things? The fact that I can name Gary V and most people who are probably listening to this and know who that person is. If I said that to my mom, she'd be like, who? Right? <laughs> exactly. Because when you start on that path, you, you literally start seeing and hearing the words from the people that you know. My mom has no idea who Tim Ferriss is or Gary V is. <laughs> and, and yet, I ask any 27-year-old entrepreneur and they guaranteed know who this person is. Because you find those mentors, those people start emerging from the woodwork and wow. the past reveals itself for you. And, and there's only one way to, to do it and it's to start. And, and to do it not only day one, day two, day 90, day 100, whatever. It, it, it is that same consistency. Every day I wake up and I choose to be an entrepreneur. I have no schedule. There's nobody who tells me what to do and when to do it. I have to wake up and be self-motivated and like figure it out. And, and that's it. I heard you say that's why I wear a now watch. A now watch. What is this? I literally wear a a watch that says now. Oh, oh my God. Where do we get one of those? How and it does not tell the time. (laughs) It literally I mean it does. It's the most accurate watch in the world, but it does not actually tell me the, you know, quote unquote standard Eastern time time. I I do not know. My computer tells me it's twelve fifty two. My watch tells me a uh, much more enlightening message, let's say. Tell me, um, tell me. That's what I love talking about. I mean, um, Eckhart Tolle, big fan, sure, The Power yeah. of Now, A New Earth. Um, totally. He really spoke to me when I was ready to understand all that. The Power of Now, you have a now watch. Go, let's hear that. Literally wear it every day. Um, yeah, I mean, the simplest way for me to figure it, like, like one of the things that, that helped me get over my depression and helped me kind of move through all the different challenges I've faced in my entrepreneurial journey and still face today. I am not at the end of my journey whatsoever. I'm always scaling. I'm always growing. There's always the next thing, the next challenge, the next big wave of sorts. And the biggest thing that I've learned, and, and I take this from a little bit of stoicism of sorts, is control what you can control. As an entrepreneur, every day fires happen, things happen, some person quit, this thing broke, the website is not working, uh, this person wants a refund, I don't know, whatever thing, right? There might be whatever problem is going on. And the only thing I get to control, the only thing I get to do is how I react and or act in any one moment, right? So if I'm reacting to the world all the time, then I'm a consumer of the world. Most people are reacting. They react to what Donald Trump said on the news. They react to what is going on in the election. They react to what is happening at any one moment in any one way, right? They are reacting to the Kardashians. They're reacting to the new shoe drop. They're reacting to whatever album is coming out. That's one way of doing it. But if you're going to be the artist, you have to choose how to act now, right? I wake up every day and I can watch YouTube all day and I can Netflix and chill all day like anybody else, but I don't do that. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't watch YouTube. It doesn't mean I'm not informed. It doesn't mean that I don't receive, I, I know exactly what's going on on Game of Thrones and I'm super excited about next season and that's coming out shortly. <laughs> I know about these things, but I spend much more of my day in action, in, in, in a mode of doing what I have with my now because I never know, number one, when it's going to end. Mm. I never know when this journey comes to an end and I have mm. no idea what's on the other side. And I appreciate it. I, I, I express gratitude to this moment each and every time. So anytime I feel overwhelmed or anxious, which is a huge you know, problem that, that I, I often face, I feel I have a ton of anxiety. I, I became a, a workaholic for 12 years easily as an entrepreneur. I, I, I feel like has been a massive challenge over the last year. I've been able to kind of curb a lot of, but by, by focusing on the now and realizing I get to be different, I get to show up now in a particular way. And each and every day I get to not be called out, but be called forward mm. into my highest self, into my hero's version of himself. And that is the point, right? Because Every hero's journey, I, I teach this in Superhero Academy in, in the kind of the first class of the hero level is, is an eight step story, right? And it's people want to learn it because they want to be able to make a great video for their Facebook page or for their home or for their homepage on their website. But truthfully, you know, I talk about the difference between the leader, which is Bruce Wayne, and the hero, which is Batman. But oh. Batman is, never calls himself a hero. Batman is just Bruce Wayne acting in the now, doing the things that we believe is hero-like and we, the audience, the people call him a hero. And so that is Mm. like, I I choose to get called forward. I call myself forward to being Batman as much as possible, but realizing I don't get to determine that. I just get to show up every day and be in humble service to my mission and my vision and what I create. And my mission and vision has changed over time. So it's not the path, it's a path. Where am I going to be in 10 years? I have no idea. Do I have some plans for what I'm going to do tomorrow and the next day and all the things? 
absolutely. And that's another thing. There's a difference between planning and scheduling, right? I teach this on in free class, Superior Academy, apprentice level. Go check it out. There's a difference between planning and scheduling. Planning is saying, I'm going to try and plan the sailing from, from you know, uh, Canada to Australia. And okay, I see the storms over here. I see this over there. I know I have to go around Hawaii as an island. Like I can plan all of that. But scheduling is, is putting those ideas and plans and things into action into your calendar and saying, you know what? Okay, we're going to set sail on Tuesday at this time with this crew and this thing. We're, we're going to schedule the actual reality of what you are thinking and making mm. it manifest. Because an artist, if they never get in, they can plan all day what the canvas is going to have. But if they never pick up the, the brush and actually start painting the strokes, it's their art is only in their mind. And so if your art is only in your mind, if you're not able to document it of sorts and therefore display it outwardly and, ex, and expel it from you into the, into the world, into the universe, then you are not necessarily creating and you are participating as, as a reactor and not an actor. Um, wow. So amazing. Um, and, and, and so much we could, um, we could unravel through that. Um, but um, I, I want to talk about something that I, I see on your website and I know is important to you. And boy, do I just eat all this up. It's, it's your love and appreciation for creating experiences for mm. the entrepreneur for the community. Geez, I think I'm a few months late on, you guys were in Costa Rica throwing a party. Now I'm sure it wasn't, uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure it wasn't labeled a party, maybe it was, but it's also mm -hmm. a, a mastermind and, a, and, and all this totally. stuff. But and then we also go to a festival and we host a whole stage there, the whole thing, so there was a party too. Of you know course, I mean? obviously. Absolutely. I yeah. am at a point in my life where I am all about experiences. I, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm all in, I want to, uh, within the context of my life, I want to be able to indulge and experience uh, for the better as much as possible. So I see what yeah. you're doing, um, throwing these, these parties, these masterminds, these adventures, as you mm -hmm. call them. What did I write down here? You have it on your site. You say you host adventures to make you the person you've always dreamed of being. I'm in, my goodness, tell me, tell me why that's important. I mean, I think it's important because at the end of the day, the, 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 every hero's journey starts with some kind of leap. And so at the beginning of any adventure, you, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to come. You have no idea how it's going to change your life, but it does. And, and every person who works with Superior Academy has gone through a mentorship with me in Superior Academy or has somehow been a client, a coaching client, a consulting client first. And so every one of my relationship, my most challenging and also my most fruitful relationships have all come through shared experiences because there is nothing that unites people more than a common villain. So if I am together in an experience with somebody on an adventure with somebody in Costa Rica and the car breaks down, we are all in the car, the car, the enemy is now this broken down car and we get to experience and overcome that experience together. This is also called bonding. Right. Exactly. Nothing yeah. builds community or rapport or all the things more. So, you know, it, I, I could use all these marketing terms and sales terms, build rapport first, right? Like connect to your, to your end user, the person you're selling to before selling. Great. Like there's nothing that does it faster than actual in-person experiences. And there's nothing that communicates wisdom faster than watching it in action, right? Literally seeing knowledge being applied in front of you. So learning through osmosis, that's why schools, physical schools are so important. You cannot replace the experience of learning, but with only a digital product. Now, yes, we can make it better. We're going to, you know, we're going to create incentivized learning where I, I eventually Superior Academy's goal is to pay people to learn. Literally every minute or hour, every challenge that they take in Superior Academy, eventually the goal is to be able to pay them in cryptocurrencies and tokens to learn. Great. I'll get there. But the, the point is that the experience is unreplaceable. You cannot find a better way to, to feel camaraderie, to feel community with other people uh, than through, you know, in our case, boot camps, which are kind of like shorter experiences meant to like really get from A to Z for somebody, uh, you know, in, in whatever they're creating and whatever they're launching or putting out there. There's a mentorship, which is more about like, hey, I really want to do and learn about video making. And the fastest I could tell you about, you know, Hero Hub uh, help and, and headline. But if you come and do it with me and watch me do it actively and, and participate and do it yourself, it's the best way I can teach you. And, and this is, you know, how blacksmiths became blacksmiths before schools, right? This is why Freemasons were 
you know, would use symbologies and all these things. There, there's a way that they, they kind of champion that and, and let people know whether or not they actually knew how to do these things, right? And, and the, the biggest component for me and the mastermind, for example, is I wanted to be the dumbest person in the room. I, I created an experience that I wish I could have gone to, right? Build the school I wish I could have gone to both physically and digitally, therefore create the experiences I wish I could be a part of with the most amazing people ever. You know, we invited the former CFO of Amazon, who's now a CFO of Superhero Academy. We invited, we had, a, we had an A-list celebrity. We had, we had um, a Gerard Butler show up to our mastermind. So it's like, there's no, it's amazing. I mean, it, it, it's incredible to create these experiences and do it all in service. And at the exact same time, do it and having fun. You're right. We, we hosted it. We literally hosted an entire 150 person camp at Envision. We had uh, a, a stage, uh, you know, where we, where we, it was like a TED stage and, all day long, people were coming from the festival, you know, getting their minds blown and learning about all these different topics. I mean, it was, it, it's such a beautiful experience and, and there's nothing that replaces that. My goodness, I can imagine within the next uh, six to nine months, I'd like to be there. Um, I'm going to follow along. Um, I, I, I mean, I want that. I want, I want a lot of that. Sure. How, how did you, um, you know, um, if, if you could even dwindle it down, how did you get the CFO of um, Amazon to come over? How did you get Gerard Butler to come over? What was that? What, what was it? Uh, 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 honest dedication to our actual vision and mission. Simplest way to put it. Authentically yeah. wanting to create, like, you know, I talk about full entrepreneurs and, and my whole job is to merge the ROI of return on investment with the other ROI of ripple of impact. I don't believe that they have to be exclusive. I believe that they can be merged together and the biggest, most amazing businesses on the planet do that. Let's be real. He was a former CFO of Amazon. Amazon had, had a massive impact on the entire globe, even just from the perspective of that. And we are now uh, on our high horses that we can't, ex we can't reasonably think that something is going to take more than two weeks to, um, to be able to come uh, you know, to, to our front door. So, or so two weeks, two days, sorry, to come to our front door. So the reality is that those things are playing out over and over and over and over again in that, in that journey. And, and so more than anything, we, we told a story for invite only event. So we really highly curate, we keep very tight. We really look at, you know, who is looking to have actual genuine impact when you, you can't just buy this, you have to be invited. Oh, wow. And, and, okay. and that literally changes the game. I mean, it changes the, the quality of what we are creating and doing because it's, and it's not to be exclusive so much as it's being inclusive of the right people. We want to create the most amazing experience and that's important for us to do. Fascinating. I absolutely yeah. love that. Um, what mantra do you live by today? I, the biggest mantra I live by for me is living the now, living the now. How do I get called? How do I get to call myself forward? How do I, how do I be able to create right now? And, and I believe that through, intentions we are the architects of the universe through our attention through the now we get to be the engineers of our own reality simplest way to say it. amazing you believe that everything happens for a reason um i do but i think you need to meet the the universe halfway i think you you, you need to show up you have to be listening to, to hear the music hmm. are you yeah. spiritual or religious in any ways today Spiritual, yes. Religious, no. I don't follow any particular dogma. One second. I'm getting somebody calling me, and I know this is... Go ahead. Yeah, here. Yeah, sorry about oh, that. No problem. I guess somebody would take the phone. Um, you. You're spiritual. I, I would say I'm spiritual. I would say that I, I do have a faith in, in how humanity works and the universe works. I, I do believe that there is a kind of a higher wisdom or a pattern or an order to the world and, and I see it repeated over and over and over again through so many different um, channels and, and different opportunities. And so, yeah, I, I 100% believe that there is something, there is a greater wisdom than myself, for sure. There, there is more to this than, than any one of us can fully know or understand. Um, and by believing in that in some way, shape or form, but also taking personal responsibility for it um, and realizing like, eh, yeah, there's a greater wisdom. So we don't have to do anything about climate change. It's like, no, I don't, I don't feel that way. I, I feel like that's what I would consider to be spiritual bypassing. So, um, I don't, I don't believe in, in a specific religion or a specific dogma, but I see value in all of them. And I can kind of extract from those stories, a ton of wisdom that I can apply to my life and, and that I guide myself with. 
but maybe that changes over time. You know, I think, uh, you know, I grew up Catholic. I was raised Catholic, um, but it, it never, it serves me in many ways, but it, it's not part of the, the everyday uh, reality that I, I participate in today. Hmm. What do yeah. you believe happens when it's all over, when our time here on earth comes to an end? Good question. I'm curious about that story too. That's what, that's what makes life worth living, honestly. I, I have no idea. I, I believe that it's possible we reincarnate. I believe it's possible that we're participating in a giant simulation. Honestly, I believe that we're maybe a video game and we're no different than The Sims. And when we play The Sims, that we are, are playing that out. I have no clue. And I, um, I'm just curious. I'm curious about it all. And, and in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy the ride. I've heard that before, that that is um, as, as much of a possibility as any other, that we are the, the pieces in a game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we are some, we are, we are in, in, in some ways we are God, and in some ways we are just the creation of God. In, in some ways we, we get to shape the universe, and in some ways we are only participating in all of it too. And, and, and in a weird way, almost like nothing makes sense. It's like almost all, all matter is like 99% nothing. Right, like, how could you possibly? Like, there's this invisible thing here called air that I'm breathing in that's somehow keeping me alive. Like, the world is so <laughs> incredible. I mean, how could you possibly? You couldn't script this. You couldn't write this. So, to to not believe in some level of a higher wisdom, um, I think is irresponsible. I, I would say I'm agnostic. Right, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm. I don't. I, I don't believe in there's, that. There's no God or no no you know higher power. And I also don't believe in any one specific God or thing. I, I just feel that there's something, uh, there's a greater wisdom to the universe, there's an order to the universe, and we get to play with it. Very smart man. I will leave you with this final question. Mark Angelo, how would you like to be remembered? Ah, that's a, that's a very, very good question. Um, I'd like to be remembered as the type of person who was willing to face the villain relentlessly. Whatever villain that is, I would like to be remembered as somebody who consistently rose to the challenge. Um, you know, I, I see myself as, ironically, I met Leonidas in 300. I see myself as not only a martyr to a cause, but also, but more importantly, as somebody who is just dedicated to being the leader that I can be and being better than the person I was yesterday. And so, you know, I hope in my eulogy that somebody would say, hey, he was relentless. It was a passionate learner, uh, a student of life, and uh, hopefully a teacher to many. Wow. Well, I think some of those things come across here and now. I, uh, I love it. Certainly one of the more fascinating men I've uh, come across. Thank you, Mark, for uh, coming on, showing up, and opening up. Really cool to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate all that you do and the questions and all the work that you're putting in, and, and congrats on 80 episodes, and, and you know, here's to 81. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody tuning in, whether it's to the live broadcast here on social or you're catching the uh, um, actual podcast on your favorite platform, Apple iTunes, Google, or Spotify. Do us a little, uh, a little solid, as they say. Rate and review with your honest thoughts. It means a lot. I love reading it. And there you go. Thanks again for tuning in. We're going to do this again real soon. Until we do... Go get them. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.